Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. China was Tiger Pum Pum. Kylie Jenner used PR Pum Pum. Check what Tiger from China Pum. So China does the Kylie Brother Pum Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Before we jump into the show, I just want to talk about a couple of podcasts that I had the great fortune of being asked to um, hop on, jump on. And uh, yeah, so let's get into those. First one, being the old millennials pod, I had a great conversation with those girls. We talked about like nepotism reality TV shows, right? Like you're pretty wild, you're... Um, uh, simple life. Um, why am I blanking on these shows? Rich girls. We had such a fun conversation. So go ahead and check them out. It's the old millennials podcast. And, um, I was also asked to hop in for, uh, Brendan over at come through queen. So I hadn't really, you know, I don't talk about Bravo too much. You know, I haven't really lately. Um, so this was fun to talk about like all things Bravo, what's going on with the housewives, summer house, all our faves that are on candy and the gang, um, all of them. So yeah, check out come through queen, check out old millennials podcasts and, uh, let's get on with the show. How are you guys doing this? You know, as we all know, it's been a week. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys right now, I'm not talking about it, okay? I know that many of you guys reach out and you're like, I can't wait for you to talk about that thing. I can't wait for you to talk about that thing. And I get it. It seems like the one thing out of all the things that I would have done like a special episode about, a long episode about, a breaking news thing, I get it. 
But the other thing is, like, y'all can just be mad at Twitter, okay? Because Twitter's my preferred platform, and I have just, like, never seen discourse happen so quickly and so thoroughly in a matter of just 12 hours. So now that we're, like, more than seven days away from the situation... I have like negative, negative to say. The only thing that I do want to talk about is how receipts, I want to talk about receipts, right? Um, Wow. Wow, 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 wow. For every celebrity that said something maybe incendiary, passive aggressive, um, flat out wrong, um, Everybody had receipts and I've just never seen like so many people who should not have said anything. The rate at which people were like, oh, we're ready for you, Jim Carrey. <laughs> you know, like, you know, the, the rate at which people were like just getting, you know, like, oh, you had something to say. Okay. Well, I've had a whole file on you, um, celebrity number three. So I'm just going to let the chopper spray on you. You guys, Zoe Kravitz got it so hard. I've just, like, you guys were ready. I thought everybody loved Zoe Kravitz. What happened? (laughs) I was sold a lie on that. Um, I have now seen the truth. Um, Let's just go down the list. There were so many people who, like, had the the seats pulled out on them. I'm just going to give you a list. We're not even going to get into, like, really. Well, should I just briefly? Yeah. I'll just give you a little snippet of what each person who said something got canceled for. So starting off with the Kravitz family, because it wasn't just Zoe. (laughs) Um, Zoe's the one who got it worse for sure. She made some comments on her Instagram. You can find it. People were like, oh, okay, interesting that you want to talk about this family when you have a very strange relationship with the son of the man that I'm not going to be talking about. A relationship that um, you guys are 10 years apart and um, it appears that you have been unabashed in your crush on him from when he was like very deeply a minor and you were very not. So um, there's that. And I think um, your uh, father got in trouble for that, too. Apparently a relationship that he had back in the day that was a little um, hmm, interesting with the age difference. Um, Who got next? Judd Apatow. Can you imagine? (laughs) Imagine being Maude, who's just been working, just clawing her way, trying to be an it girl trying to be a nepotism baby on par with, you know, I don't know, maybe a Sofia Coppola or something. And then her dad had to be a fucking nerd on Twitter. Mm, shame. Sorry for you, Mod. Sorry for you, girl. <laughs> um, Next, Jim Gaffigan. I mean, he's not really on my radar, but people really um, got in his ass. And I, I chuckled. I chuckled. Amy Schumer, somebody who deserved it frankly. Um, somebody who has deserved the smoke. Um, I've been hearing things about Amy, even just recently about her stealing jokes, about her being like really kind of a mean girl in the comedy scene. Um, I'm just, mm, mm. and I keep hearing that that Hulu show is quite good. And then I was like, mm, as much as I would like to like, you know, dip a toe and see what Michael Sarah's up to. I just can't abide by it. I, I don't think, I think she might be like quite problematic. And I, that's, that's a shame. That's a shame. Um, Jim Carrey, like I said, people pulled up, uh, you know, his past stuff and, um, you know, the possible potential, uh, 
blood that he might have on his hands with regard to an ex-girlfriend. You guys can look that up. <laughs> That's quite the story that we don't talk about a lot, but we should. But we should. Um, who's next? Robert Pattinson. Honestly, I don't really know what ha- Oh, I do. I do know what happened. Um, I guess he said the N-word at some point. I'm not sure if it was in a movie or not, but it was said and people have receipts on that um who's next james corden oh another person who like really oh god james corden (laughs) why did we get stuck with him (laughs) why did we get stuck with james corden why did we get stuck with pierce morgan what happened like why do why are we stuck with them why does james corden get to do so much I feel like late night talk show hosts have too much power. What's going on there? We need to unpack that. Um, let's um, break down the late night talk show industrial complex, shall we? Dismantle it. Okay. Um, Alec Baldwin, again, another person. <laughs> um, sir, you really don't need to be talking. Alec Baldwin is doing everything on this planet, you guys, except for taking responsibility for shooting that lady. Okay. Uh, everything in the world. It, Shot, shot Hilarious Club up again. Why are you having another child, sir? Why? Seven kids? How old is he? <laughs> Bro. The last thing that these people needed was another child. Why does she like being pregnant so much? Okay, I know that there's like a lot of dis- debate, discord, uh, as to whether or not she actually has the babies. Um, you know, she's been kind of like weird about the surrogacy of it all um so i guess we don't really did she say she was pregnant i guess i should walk that back but there's something going on whether or not she's having the babies or somebody else is carrying them that she really has like a baby thing and it's weird it's very weird you can um look i I don't i don't dip too much into the conspiracy series but i do also have a four-part series about them on patreon if you want to uh kick it over to uh ebbm podcast on patreon now would actually be a great time since we're um at the beginning of the month so um i guess Haley bieber kind of got the smoke on account of uncle alec as well (laughs) you guys just got all of these people out of the paint which leads me to my final one. I need Orenthal James Simpson to shut up. This man continues to act as though he is America's father and he's just like reporting live from whatever golf course and talking about uh, his feelings uh, like he's fucking rum DMC at the end of Run, Run's house in that bathtub. We don't need to hear you talk about, and not a single person wants to hear your opinion, your opinion, your opinion about violent acts towards other people, sir. Shut the, shut up. (laughs) Does he not know? We know what you did, sir. We all remember. We're not ever going to forget. So every time you open your mouth, every time you um, get on Twitter, you're going to have to do the hidden replies where everybody's calling you like, sir, you're a murder, murder, murderer. We murder. We remember how much you murdered and, and that you did it. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> if I killed two people, I would shut my ass up. And this leads me to me seeing um, Casey Anthony fucking having a blast all over wherever she lives. Just at bars yucking it up girl another person 
who like, you know, let's, let's get back in the cave here. Okay. You're free enough. You're a lot more free than you should be. The both of you. Okay. So just like, let's not take it for granted. Okay. What? Shut up, OJ. Ugh. (sighs) Feels really good to yell at OJ Simpson every once in a while. I recommend that we all do it for our own mental health. Try it out. It feels great. Um, Let's move into our can I get a hell yeah portion. (sighs) Shockingly. It, I'm giving it to Kanye, you guys. Oh, we did it. We <laughs> through the wire. <laughs> okay, we are through the wire with this man. I had a feeling as a Kanye scholar that um, once this album release uh came out, that somebody would be a lot quieter. We haven't heard from that man in quite some time, have we? Right. Interesting. Um, but. With that being said, there's a great, great silver lining. Apparently, according to sources, Kanye has told Kim that he has decided to shut his ass up. He's going to leave Pete alone. He's going to leave her alone. He's going to leave us alone. Three cheers. He is has decided to just do what he should have been doing this whole time trying to actively be a good co-parent with Kim and also uh, getting help, getting help for whatever it is that he needs to get help for. Praise, praise his light. Okay. Thank, thank you everybody. We we've gone, we uh, we're at least getting a little bit of a break. This is all I wanted. Okay. This is all I wanted this man. Just like actively seek help, leave us alone leave your wife alone, leave her boyfriend alone and leave us alone. Live your best life. I want Kanye to live a great life. Okay. Where he is a great and active father, where he is not, um, repeatedly embarrassing his children for all to see forever because the internet is forever. And just like be happy in his own life, in his own body and in his own self like i want kanye to have inner peace and i also want him to leave us alone and i think we might be getting there you know a lot of people could say oh this was like you know one article that came out and like a source you know they're not naming which source it is and like oh this is coming out from kim's camp but like i actually kind of feel like it might be coming from kanye and from his camp, just like being like, you know what, just let's just quietly talk about how he's going to do better. He's going to actively work on himself. And, you know, because just it, there's something about like how like quietly this is the story is dropping. That makes me think that like Kanye has gotten it. Things are clicking and he wants to like do, go about this in a non-controversial way. And like, I I'm grateful. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Kanye. Which brings us to our girl and a realization that I probably need to do a Patreon episode about this whole era. Black China, girl. 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 (sighs) Something has shifted, okay? (laughs) And now we're in a place where Black China, who has been actively and rightfully able to embarrass and consistently um, embarrass Tyga and Rob Kardashian, two of her baby daddies, 
the turns have tabled and homegirl's got egg on her face. So the other day she decided to get online and talk and talk about the sacrifices that she's made as a single mother. So she said, yesterday I had to give up three of my cars, my reasons, morals, belief, being a single mother, no support. So she tweeted that on the 30th. I am a all caps mama. Okay. And then she tweeted again, single, no support, child support. Okay. So, you know, people saw this and, um, also is Tiger getting sued again for back? He is. Let me just insert this before we get into the rest of the story. Tiger's getting a suit again. He paid, he owes like 60 K in rent from, um, renting out one of Simon Cowell's former fiance's homes in LA. Um, apparently he's been living there for quite some time, but has not been paying rent. I believe either since January or late last year. So he owes 60,000, but the gag is <sighs> that, that King, their child, black China and Tiger's child is also in this lawsuit. He's listed. <laughs> I'm not really sure why, but he is also being sued for his father's uh, repeated desire to not pay rent. So God bless King on this one. That's really embarrassing, Tyga. Like, let's pay your rent. Okay. But anyway, Tyga and Rob saw these tweets, heard about these tweets. I'm sure thousands of people were adding them and... Tyga comes in first. He comments, I pay 40000 a year for my son's school and he lives with me Monday through Saturday. Why would I pay child support? LOL. <laughs> uh, fair. Fair. If, if your child lives with you half the week and you're paying the, the kids tuition, that seems pretty fair to me. Like paying child support on top of that when you guys have equal custody. Mm. I mean, I guess that could make sense. I could see reasons in which that would make sense. But we know Tiger doesn't have any money. So I think that it's not like the kids are going over to Daddy Tiger's house or, you know, his son's going over to Dad's house and he's living like significantly better. He's not. As we see by this lawsuit, he's not. So um, then Rob, who he also tweeted... (laughs) I pay $37,000 a year for my daughter's school. I handle every single medical expense. I pay for all our extracurricular activities. I have my daughter from Tuesday to Saturday. Why would I pay child support? LOL. (laughs) You know what? Fair. Now, is he paying that? No, Chris is. Come on. (laughs) Jenner Industries is paying the check. But you know what? The check is clearing. And that's all that matters. So then, (laughs) Tyga... shockingly i'm truly never in my life been entertained by taiga he's weird and he's a pervert okay but this did make me laugh he says he wrote to to rob um how do you pay three thousand less let me know the plug (laughs) the plug on what private school taiga (laughs) oh help us all um it, it's just, I hate to see Black China down this bad where, you know, like I said, both of your baby daddies are making not unreasonable points, okay? Um, 
Also, like, you giving up your cars isn't, like, a sacrifice, girl. It's not a sacrifice for the children. It isn't. That's that's a luxury, okay? Having to give away three means that you have several. <laughs> At least four. So, <laughs> that's a lot, girl. That's a lot. Um. Oh, so, yeah, this also led me to believe that, like, I think that this week's Patreon is going to be a deep dive into Rob and China. It's gotta be, right? Like... <sighs> From the beginning to the end, to the, all the lawsuits, to the yeah, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I should have just done it with the Kardashian um thing, but you know, Rob's barely a Kardashian, so you know it's fair. So that's coming. That'll be Wednesday's episode. I'm gonna talk about Rob and China, just the Rob and China relationship and the show. Yeah, ooh, because like I feel like we were forgetting a lot of things that Black China did that were very funny. <laughs> That are now rushing to my memory. Oh, yeah, this is going to be good. Damn, why did I do this? Okay, I'm doing it. Anyway, um, patreon.com slash EBBM podcast. Stay tuned. Uh, okay, next, moving on to a story I got to from my friend Rachel. She sent me this interview from former Real Housewives of Orange County, Megan King Edmonds. What is her? What would her name? I always like to use a woman's full name. So Megan... King O'Toole McDill Edmonds Owens King O'Toole. Okay. <laughs> so she did an interview with um yeah, you know, Jeff Lewis. Jeff Lewis. Um and she was talking about her relationships and her divorce. So as we know, last year she had a whirlwind uh, romance with Joe Biden's nephew Cuff. C-U-F-F-E. Um, they got engaged within a few weeks of meeting each other and married within a few months, like all maybe a three to five month process from meeting to marriage, right? So then they announced their divorce a few months after that. So all told, a less than a year relationship, right? So she's talking to Jeff about this and she announces that she's actually not getting a divorce from Cuff. She is getting an annulment. Now, I have like a tertiary basic idea of like the rules for an annulment. I know that you can claim fraud, which is what, um, isn't that what Renee Zellweger did with, uh, Brad Paisley? No, that's not the one. You know the one. <laughs> Keith? Kevin? You guys know who. <laughs> uh, Brad? What? I'm just going to look it up. Kenny Chesney. Okay. I knew it was something with a K. Um, so when they got divorced, I believe she um, claimed, yeah, she filed to annul the marriage and, under the guise of the reason for, was fraud. Um, a lot of people had thought that maybe Kenny was gay, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the point of it is that I know that like, if you don't consummate the marriage, that can be an, a reason to annul it. But I feel like that's probably not the reason. So I would be curious to know why they're getting an annulment. Um, yeah. Anyway, so she was talking about them breaking up and she also talked about her other marriages. So when she was 22, she got married to a guy named Brad McDill, which she says was more like practice and not like a real <laughs> marriage. So she doesn't quite count that one. She does count her marriage with Jim only five years. I mean, only a year longer than Brad, five years. 
had three kids. She's like, yeah, I definitely consider that like a real marriage, a real divorce. And then she says that this is like something different. And she kind of gets into her, uh, you know, tendency to be a, a little bit of like an obsession with love. Right. I always love these people who just like, they're so fascinating to me. People who find themselves in like ultra serious, long-term marriages and relationships and you're just so all in so quickly like Kaylee Cuoco it's just so fascinating to me um how you can just be so free <laughs> like I I like barely like to talk to men and I'm always like what are you talking what's your end like you're giving me a compliment why okay so the idea that you would just like fling yourself into a marriage and just be like loud and proud I love him so much even though we met Four weeks ago, like, I know it happens, but when you do it over and over, and that just tends to be your calling card, like, I just think that that's interesting, right? So she does admit, like, I do fall in love quickly, but she says it's not, like, she's not, like into the lustful honeymoon part. She likes the stability. And she said that with Cuff, listen, she's a single mom, she's got three kids, she was looking for somebody who would help her. <laughs> she was looking for somebody who would be like a parent. And I think Cuff has kids of his own. Like she was looking for that stable family situation. And then she said, you know, on top of that, it was kind of like an arranged marriage because it just made sense. Like on paper, our families got along together. Like they were you know, kind of on the same level with each other. Like it just made sense, even though we chose each other, it kind of felt like an arranged marriage just because everything kind of lined up, but it wasn't necessarily a love match. Um, then she kind of makes like, like spill the tea girl. She kind of like Jeff did ask her, excuse me. Um, do you think that you got into this because like, in hindsight, do you think there were red flags? Or do you think that Cuff was saying all the right things? And she says that I she thought it was like kind of a combination of the two. Um, and like I said, this is when she goes into like the arranged marriage of, of it all. Um, so yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, but I would like to know, like, what is it that he said? What were the red flags? Like, if we're gonna, you know, if we're gonna talk about it, Mention it all, right? Mention it all. Um, does Megan have a podcast? Seems like she does. I'm not going to listen to it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Um, moving on, some great, great news. You guys, TLC heads, or if you're looking or interested in watching these shows, they're coming back. Now is your time to catch up on what I like to call White Mess. Welcome to Plathville, which will be return will be returning to TLC on uh, May seventeenth, and also Seeking Sister Wife, which will be back June sixth. I even went so far as to like read the uh, the uh, announcements for these shows, guys. Did you guys know that Little People Big World was coming back season twenty three? Season twenty three. I went through like what the season holds for us so if you guys don't know like it's basically now like the original parents matt and amy are kind of like the side characters and what's the boy's name um the little person son and his wife are now kind of like and their family are kind of like the main cast members now so i haven't watched in several seasons but basically um you know matt and amy got divorced and they've since gotten into different relationships it doesn't matter the thing is that i'm just shocked that they're at season 23 i'm not gonna watch it but it will be back for those of you who are interested moving on to <laughs> to seeking sister wife um ooh, i'm so excited actually let's talk about plathville first so plathville's coming back welcome to plathville's coming back to from to four season four i'm so excited these TLC has like the innate ability to make a show so boring, but also incredibly fascinating. Like really not a whole lot happens on Plathville. It's just like a, a big blonde family, like large in number blonde family from rural Georgia. And basically the mom, as we find out over the seasons, the mother has ruled with an iron fist an iron ham fist and she has basically let the fact that she was a flop and a dumb bitch uh dictate all of her children and their future so because she didn't wasn't able to graduate college she has made it like a choice to actively like keep her kids from being fully educated um because of that, some of the kids have now splintered off from the family because they're fucking pissed that they've been held back. They have been isolated from the rest of the world. They're not allowed to drink soda. They're not allowed to, you know, like they're just like weirdos. And then they're like, oh, there's so much more to life that we never got to experience. I'm telling you guys right now, there is not a chance. There is no way. That as a teenager in today's world, you should not be able to, like, type and search the internet. Like, you should be able to do those basic things. The fact that her children don't know how to type, the teenagers, some of them don't know how to spell basic words. It's really, really unwell. So there's a group of the older children who have now defected and they're pissed at their parents, but then we find out that they're more pissed at their mom. 
and um they've gone out into the world and then there's like one girl who's like kind of in the stuck in the middle she's constantly crying her hair's so frizzy she's just like constantly stressed out because she's stuck at the house she knows that the other kids are like pissed off but she's like the oldest one right um but now Several of the kids have moved to Florida. They're starting their new lives. One of them is a male model. He moved to LA. So it's going to be all about them starting over. And also, apparently, it's going to be about Kim, the mother, realizing that she was a horrible mom <laughs> and and coming to the realization, God bless, that uh, maybe the way she raised her kids was not uh, right. So apparently, that's going to be what season four is about. I'm so excited kim is one of the most evil people <laughs> i have ever had the displeasure of watching on television this show you guys lit so check it out um and seeking sister wife now there's a bit of confusion there sister wives and seeking sister wife two very different things not really any less messy than the other so they're going to be coming back now this was like kind of a surprise because the seeking sister wife franchise has a lot of mess in it. And there was really only one family over the course of the three seasons that have been on the whole time. And those were um, the Snowdens, who we found out, like, we see them try to find one sister wife, they move her in, doesn't work out, then they try another one, two actually. Those two don't work out, but we didn't find that out really until the end of the season or after the season whole all these abuse allegations came out from there was a wife that they had move her and her children from south africa so um yeah she had claimed abuse against the husband and then the original wife who had been there the whole time she ends up leaving so now really there's no family left and there had also been a lot of claims about the husband and the wife being in some fraud shit um always being broke kind of moving to place to place even though they present presented like a very like oh he works in tech they have a very comfortable lifestyle kind of vibe so because they were like the only couple who maintained the show um they busted up they i was like okay most people thought that this show was going to be over the series was going to be over but shock of all shocks, they have announced that they're not returning, but the series is returning and we're getting two couples from our past. Um, whew. First couple, large wife and Joel Osteen. These are what I call them. <laughs> These are Danielle and Garrick Merrifield. Now we saw them. It was last season or first season. I believe so. Um, they were setting out to incorporate, to seek a sister wife named Bert. She is from Brazil, I want to say. Um, and so they were like, because of COVID, having to travel to Mexico and, you know, like figure out if she's part of a the family there. The way this man treated his first wife in pursuit of the second I mean, true cuck behavior on, on the wife's part. Like, she would get embarrassed all the time. I, I can't... You, I, <laughs> you have to watch it, okay? I recapped every episode from last season. You guys can go back. Shocking. Shocking things that happen from them. And also, a couple that I dubbed um, <laughs> Guyliner and Squeaky, as in... <laughs> 
squeaky from, um, they're also coming back, Tasha and Sidian. Now they had a very like hippie, poly, Gen Z kind of millennial vibes, like just very, like if you guys were to look up people who are polyamorous, like those would be the ones you would think. That's, let's just be real. Um, so they're coming back. Um, apparently they're pursuing a long distance relationship with a lady from the Philippines. Um, so then we have some new couples. First off, Steve and Brenda Foley. They have decided to begin their polygamous journey again after taking time off. And this time it's going to be with a shocker, much younger sister wife. Here go hell come on that one, right? Um, then we have, so we're going to have five couples. So we have uh, the Mary Fields, Squeaky and Guyliner. Steve and Brenda, number four, Nick, April, and Jennifer. Now, this is a real twist here. So, they're all in a relationship as sister wives. But also, April and Jennifer are the ones who were legally married, not either of the wives with Nick. So, loving that. Loving, loving that. Um, They've also taken Nick's last name. So, it is like a whole vibe situation the wives are married but they have the husband's spiritual husband's last name um then we have there's okay so apparently they're hoping to not only expand their family but they're courting a potential third sister wife and then we have the epps family marcus taryn and india who are described as a plural family actively seeking another wife to join their group but they have to overcome some growing pains I have a feeling that this season is going to be litty, litty, and I cannot wait. So I am going to be definitely recapping those. Um, season four of Seeking Sister Wife is actually going to be 14 episodes. I'm pretty shocked. So they must have a lot of good going here. Um, the Winders are not returning. You guys know the Winders. Kip from Napoleon Dynamite. And, um, his two wives, Tammy and might as well be named Tammy. Um, so they're not returning to the show. And I actually like saw their statement about this whole thing. And I actually thought it was a little, mm, Kip got a little bass in his chest about this one. So he says, as some of you guys have seen, we won't be back for season four of Seeking Sister Wife. It makes sense to us why we weren't picked back up as we've seen the show is taking a different path. We wish the families well, and we're grateful to TLC for the opportunity we had to tell our story, and we'll continue to tell our story on our social media, faithfully and honestly. <laughs> that just seems like a shade. Like, it sounded like, ooh, this show is going to the ghetto, and we're just clearly not part of that, okay? This is uh, not for us, okay? Um, They seem mad and well, sorry. Maybe you guys should have been more interesting. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. All you guys did was like sit around on your um easy, uh, lazy boy chairs and eat like soup. So, you know, who should be taking responsibility for not being on the show? Not us. Okay. <laughs> Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Okay, before I finish, I wanted to talk about a couple things from Love is Blind season two. I don't know about you guys, like even though this cast has been milking, milking, milking it way more than I would say season one did, or maybe it's just because I'm not finding them as endearing. Um, But I will also say that like, I hear the stories that come out and I read every one. So I can't really say like, I'm part of the problem for like clicking on these stories, right? I'm creating a market for them. Um, But I did want to talk about a couple of things. But actually, before that, I wanted to talk about what's coming up with Netflix with regard to their um, dating based reality shows. Um, I think all of these are like on track to come at some point this year and in the near future. So there are going to be some oldies, some newbies. I'm excited. Um, Too Hot to Handle season four. I don't watch it, but I feel like a lot of people do. So, you know, congratulations to you guys. (laughs) That'll be back. Um, Love on the Spectrum, you guys, is getting a U.S. spinoff. And I'm terrified. I'm terrified. Love, uh, Love on the Spectrum is like one of the just best shows. It's just... I feel good watching it. It's not just like people and all good things happen all the time. People get their heart broken. People get upset. But it's just like the the people that they found are just so incredibly charming and endearing. And you just love watching their stories. If you guys haven't watched Love on the Spectrum, like, uh, get your life. Get your life. I'm terrified that the U.S. is going to ruin the show. Uh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um the ultimatum is coming with season one and two. I'm not sure what the premise of that show is. Um, I'm sure it's people in a relationship, uh, giving ultimatums. Okay. I I got it. Right. Um, the one that I think was most like, uh, question mark, question mark, question mark is a show called dated and related. So, um, you know, the name is definitely giving, uh, I word, if you will. Um, But actually, I think it's, it features pairs of siblings who will be seeing each other's love life up close and personal as they search for the one together. So siblings who are dating at the same time, separately, a separate, separate togetherness. Okay, (laughs) separate being the operative word. Um, So that's coming for season one. Indian matchmaking is coming back for season two. I know that there was a lot of debate, but I found the series to be um, informative, frankly, and um, also entertaining. Um, So I'm hoping and I'm wondering if they're going to address like the controversies regarding like 
skin color and, you know, like favoritism and, and that within the, the community. I, I'm curious to see if they're going to address that given the backlash but I'm seated. I'm here and I'm ready. Um, Jewish matchmaking is coming with season one. Interested in that. Also interested in that. Um, Love is Blind will be coming back with seasons three, four, and five. Uh, if I'm understanding correctly, season three has already been filmed. But you know, like they like to space out. So at least the couples have been together for like, you know, coming up on a year before we see the show. So I'm guessing those will be coming up later this year, and they're probably going to start filming season four, I would imagine, now. Um, and then after the altar for season two will also be coming up fairly soon. I don't really know if we, like, need an after the altar for them, because like I said, they have been so out there on social media that it's like... What are what are they going to discuss that isn't in a headline every other day? I'm not really sure. Not too looking forward to that. Um, and I hope with season three, they like realize that like maybe we need to go back to season one and like tighten it up in terms of like what people can say and not say. So speaking of, let me talk about what I found from this week. Let's just get shake out of the way. Apparently, I mean, this man is absolutely dedicated to like you guys know that book like the preppy handbook the official preppy handbook it's like shake like somebody wrote the official douchebag handbook and shake took it as like a nonfiction bible for his life so apparently he's moving to miami <laughs> he found himself a blonde woman he hopped right back on that train um he found himself a blonde lady and i guess she lives in miami so he's going to be moving down like, I'm getting deuce chills just in anticipation of telling you why. I mean, first of all, the, him moving to Miami. Ugh. <laughs> ugh. <laughs> Secondly, he goes, he says, I'm taking a break from being a vet. The vet field is amazing in so many ways, but it's also incredibly draining both physically and emotionally. So he's shifting to move to Miami to focus on new opportunities popping up in the crypto and NFT space. <laughs> uh, and he says, I'm not saying I'll never go back to being a vet, but right now it's just not where my heart is. I'm honored to be able to care for pets and take care of animals. It'll always hold a special place in my heart. And for all I know, I might go back to that one day, but it probably won't be this year. Then he says that he's, you know, leaning into his uh, DJ career. And um, apparently he didn't need to do a lot of thinking before deciding to move to Miami. And he says, you know, sometimes life just pushes you in the right direction. I've been in Chicago for most of my life and I'm ready for a new city, a warmer city. And musically, as a DJ, I already have a lot of context there and opportunities there. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> for who? Like, people who are, like, DMing you and being like, oh, boy, I have, like, a club in Miami. Like, oh, like you're not going to, you're not spinning it live. We know that, okay? Um, this man. <laughs> Like, just down to a science. Why does he want to be this guy? He wants to be. And he is actively blowing up his own steady career to be an, a professional douchebag. Like, this is what he wants for himself. It's getting weird. It's been weird. But, like, ugh. <laughs> ugh. Good luck to that blonde woman. Good luck to you, girl. You're going to need it. Speaking of 
Oh, people who don't belong together. The Shane and Natalie saga continues. Uh, apparently Shane went on a podcast and he was talking about his situation with Natalie. He did actually talk about his, um, his, uh, um, um, animated, uh, sense that kind of popped off of the t- TV screams for, for, for all of us. And, um, he, uh, you know, his, his eyes and, and the energy, let's call it energy, right? The energy that was exuding from Shane um, at all times and all of that. So he says that he definitely was not on drugs. He was not trying to blow up his life or, you know, his opportunity on the show to be on drugs. And then, you know, he says, I wasn't on cocaine. I I was constantly miked and there would just have been no way. Like if I was on cocaine, they would have heard me sniffing. It would have been very obvious. And, Blah, blah, blah. Now, listen, he also says that he's no stranger to drugs. And hey, um, I know a thing or two, too. And I know that you don't need a sniff to get those results. Okay. He's like, you know, I don't, I don't inject. I, I, you just have to read between the lines of what people say. Like, he's like, oh, you know, I definitely wouldn't sniff anything. I wouldn't inject anything in my body. And it's like, well, there's also pills, baby. Pills. Okay. <laughs> And I know what I see, but okay, if you're saying that you're not on anything and that you just have severe ADHD and that you start your day with five shots of espresso, I believe all of that. But I also believe that there might be a medication uh, in your, you know, even with your name on it that might be, you know, giving this reaction. But uh, you know what? You said it. So I believe you. It's just the five shots. And then he says that at the wedding, the fact that he was like tweaking and geeking was uh, just the result of having not slept for two days because he didn't know it was going to go on with Natalie. He didn't know what her answer was going to be. And so that's what we were seeing. Just his straight up anxiety. Then he starts talking about his relationship with Natalie and the back and forth, because apparently they have tried to date a couple times um since the show wrapped now there is a discrepancy shane says that they dated or attempted to date four times after the show ended but natalie says it was only twice um but he says you know he's basically just fed up with the natalie situation they have officially broken things off like not we're never ever ever getting back together and that at one point Natalie called Shane a disgusting human being. And he says that basically Natalie couldn't get over the whole situation with Shana, which I think is not unfair. I mean, I don't know. It's like once you get into a relationship and you decide to do it, like there are things that you have to let go of and like move forward. But I also can see what the issue is. So Natalie clapped back and she went on Instagram and, uh, posted a very long story so um settle in we're gonna get into it okay starts off with saying yes i know about the podcast and i'm very shocked by what was said a few of many things that i want to clear up one regarding the comment about me scripting our conversations i never told shane what to say nor did we ever discuss or plan what to say in certain scenes i did however set boundaries with filming specifically i asked him not to drink alcohol before quote serious scenes and not to share in-depth details of our intimacy out of respect for my family i know he found this frustrating and the latter is what led to our fight in mexico I did not run from my conversation with Shayna on the beach. I had the conversation with her, but it didn't air. All the cast members were present for that scene, including Shane. 
I was frustrated with Shane that day because I heard he said something negative about me behind my back to one of our cast members when I was a few feet away, and I let him know that I thought it was disrespectful. Several cast members were present for this conversation I had with him. (laughs) This is like legal, right? (laughs) I told Shane he was, quote, disgusting Sunday night because he called me to tell me that he was going to, quote, bury me and drag me down with him on the podcast because I ended any chance of reconciliation, in addition to him feeling like I didn't speak highly enough of him in the media. A major factor in our breakup last year is I found out what I considered to be very flirtatious messages between him and other women. He's right. I haven't been able to get over this, and that is the main reason um, I can't get back together with him. This is something we have discussed numerous times via text these last several months. His hangout with Shayna during the premiere show is not the reason. We dated twice after our wedding, not four times. We rekindled the weekend we filmed the reunion episode, but decided to keep the door closed. Recently, we met up to discuss the possibility of reconciliation, but ultimately agreed not to date until he changed some of his behaviors. A few days later, I fully closed the door on any type of reconciliation after discovering lies he told me. Maybe in a few days I'll have more to say on this, but right now I'm saddened and I'm confused by his dishonesty on the podcast. I didn't think it would get to a point where I'd have to address this publicly, but blatantly lying about me on a podcast for whatever motive is where I draw the line. And I'm with you, Natalie. Like, this is starting to give, like... (sighs) He's clearly very, like, angry. He's clearly, like, what's the word? Like, disgruntled? and unhinged like it's fine like go on a podcast who are me to who am i to judge right but also like at what point are we just airing our grievances and just like lashing out because we're feeling wronged right i feel like there are a lot of things that natalie is not saying she's keeping it real cute with him and he needs to keep it cute i think also like get over it like You guys weren't even together for that long. Why are we still going back and forth on this? Like, he just seems very, like, he needs to talk to somebody who's not got a microphone in front of him, right? Like, a professional person, because it's getting weird, and he needs to let go of this. Um, Oh, also, Danielle said some odd, she made some odd claims about her treatment on the show. She's, you know, claiming... um, you know, editing, poor editing, right? And people were making me crazy and this, that, and the third. So she wrote on her Instagram story the other day, just one more thing, because it's hard getting this off my mind. And I don't know what I'm allowed to do anymore. There were two days where they stopped giving Nick and I water and food in Mexico. We snuck to a neighbor's through the swim up pool to get some. Me and Nick begged to leave Mexico because of how bad everything was. I was so sick I was coughing up blood, but I wasn't able to see a doctor. Everyone made me believe that I should hate myself, and I didn't until they engraved it in my brain. So watching what you're seeing is many people being tortured to a fit to fit a narrative preconceived. So she's not only claim not it's not even like the the classic bad editing. It is straight up like they wanted to create characters out of us and that they tortured us in order to elicit these responses, which is like a really bold claim. Like you're claiming that this production company tortured you and that you had to like seek you had to sneak out of your room to get food and water. What? And that you were coughing up blood. You're telling me that this is like backed by Netflix. You were coughing up blood and that they were 
refusing to get you medical care. Like, this is just a lot. And also, we saw you on that bathroom floor eating a piece of bread. So what's tea, girl? Did you not get food or did you? Because I saw that bread, okay? <sighs> that's a that's bold. <laughs> that's really bold. And I feel like, uh, I mean, okay, that's Mexico. But like, what about that situation where you blew up with him after meeting your parents? What about the other situation where you blew up because... What else happened? I don't even remember. There were several other times and I just feel like you probably had access to food and water then. So like, what are the excuses for that? You know, I've got questions and I'm going to need some answers, Danielle. Anyway, (laughs) that's it for me this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you.